My name is Wu. This right here is my boy Black. <laughs> we came up with underrated, you know what I'm saying? Underrated records. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got it on the same. Like. Welcome back to uh, No Sympathy for Kings, a rich man's podcast. Today I have two very special guests, uh, both uh, two, two rappers, musicians, hailing from Texas. Uh, we have none other than Black and Wu of Underrated Records. How you guys doing today? Doing all right. Doing well. Good. Good. Glad to hear it. Good to meet you. So let me see here. I know your publicist. Uh, I know a lot more about Wu than I do about Black. So Black, you're a big mystery, man. So I'm like... I might prod you a little bit more. <laughs> All right. That's fine. Very well. Yeah, yeah. Now, Will, I know you're from Garland, Texas, right? Yes, sir. Okay. I don't know a lot about Texas geography. Um, where is Garland like in relation to guess I guess some of the larger cities like Austin or, or Houston or wherever? Garland is in Dallas. It's mm. it's in Dallas County. Um, right on the edge of the Dallas jurisdiction. So, gotcha. If you, if you're, if I'm, if I'm in Austin, people ask me where I, where I come from, or I'm from Houston. People ask me where I'm from. I say Dallas, just because it's right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And where are you from, Black? I'm from Cedar Hill, Texas. It's on the the other side of the outskirts of Dallas as well. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. Okay. He on the south side. I'm on the east. Gotcha, gotcha. And did you guys uh, know each other before music? Yeah, most definitely. We met at uh, PV at, uh, at college or school. Okay. Yeah. What'd you guys go to school for? I went to go play basketball, um, and I went to business management. Went for business management. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was business management too. Okay. Did you guys finish? Nope. I got, <laughs> nah, I got my associate's <laughs> degree when okay. I came back home. Yeah, so I have an associate's in management, but didn't really get I got two years of school. Okay. Do you got, are you guys planning on finishing or are you just focused on other things right now? Mm, well, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not worried about that little paper. Okay. Right. I feel I feel like the uh the associates really taught me the basis for what I'm like like the business side of what I'm trying to do, but it's more of the basic knowledge that you can gain from experience, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. No, I agree. Like there's a there's a a litany, a myriad of like uh things that you just learn from experience that you just really can't learn at school. Like I'm I'm one of those guys. I, I went to the workforce first after high school. And then I went back to school some years later. Um, still in school now. Uh, it's not it's not the easiest thing in the world, but uh, you know it. It actually school is kind of easier once <laughs> once you have the experience, man. Because yeah. you know, curriculum doesn't seem so jarring, you know. Because you're right, you, right. The terrain and the terminology and all that stuff. Right. Okay, I know. Woo! You just celebrated a birthday recently. Happy belated birthday. Yeah, appreciate that. No doubt, man, no doubt. You're uh, 24? Yes, sir. Okay. And, uh, Black, how old are you, man? 24. 24? Okay, okay. Some young bulls coming out the gate. I like that, I like yeah. that. Yeah, he's 25. 
Okay. Yeah. All right, Black, I was asking you, um, just uh, give me a quick uh, rundown, you know, who you are, you know, talk about your music a little bit, where you're from, you know, and or, you know, everything. Uh, well, talk about your life before music, I should say. Okay. Okay. Um, so, I mean, it's funny because my life before music still involved music, so it's crazy. But um, basically, I'm from, like I said, City Hill, Texas. I live with my grandparents. Um, you know, was basic kid. You know, I never really got in. I wasn't no knucklehead and nothing. Wasn't getting in trouble. So, you know, I played sports. That was my thing. I played basketball, football, and that was just, like, basically the things that I did. I also, like, my uncle, my uncle had a record label um, growing, like, when I was growing up. Uh, and he signed a lot of uh, artists from Dallas. So he um, basically was my doorway into music because I had never been around that kind of experience before, you know? So... He's doing that, and, and it's like me staying with his, like, I used to go to his house every weekend, so I'd be at his house, and we're just going to the studio and, and radio stations and all that, and just seeing all that always was something that I was like, wow, I really want to, like, like, like I want to do this, you know? And it's like, it was always just, like, some on the inside, though. So I used to just, I really used to, like, just write in my notebooks like like just write like you know in class you know i was me like like that that average cliche story that was kind of me like i wrote in class you know like always just writing raps and but i wasn't letting people hear it <laughs> that was crazy like and and my people kind of like you know they're very aggressive people so one day you know they just was like what's in this book you know they see me carrying this book around <laughs> so they start just reading my stuff and it's like oh you're a rapper you know what i'm saying so it's like <laughs> It's like, yeah, I guess I am. And and that was like, like that's where it started. Then after they kind of forced me to admit it, it was like, okay, let's hear some. You know, my uncle took me to the studio for the first time, and I was able to start rapping and recording and, and doing all this by 16. So 16 is kind of the year that I was officially rolling with it. And that's how it got started before. And then fast forward, I met a... Our, the, the the guy that owns the studio at uh, Danger Room Studios, that's the studio that we record out of. We've been recording now for years. And basically, they're part of my team. And we just, we met on my 16th birthday through Candy. My, uh, <laughs> my, that's my cousin as well. So she's like, like, she does our PR, but she's also my cousin. So she's been instrumental in my career too. Like, she helped me link up with Chuck. And Chuck let us use the studio. He believed in the vision. And it just grew. It was before it was underrated. It was before really black was black, you know? So mm -hmm. these are the things that, um, that, that the puzzle pieces that came together for me. And then I went off to college and I had no access to, to studios and, and recording. And I just kind of like, I felt like at that point, that was, the, that was the stagnant area for me because it was like I had no access to what I really want to do. And I, I like school, but I want to do music, you know? Like, that's my love. And it's kind of like I had to stop one, so I just stopped music. Then I met Wu, <laughs> of course, like, along that time. And when I first met Wu, it's funny because the first day I met Wu, um, my friends were, we had mutual friends, so we all link up. And they're like, hey, put a beat on because they knew I could rap. And I hadn't yeah. rapped for a minute. I don't know how it went. I'm just skipping through, you know? We ain't got all day. But basically, you know, 
So we was riding in a car. I know we was riding in a car somewhere, and they said put a beat on. I didn't ask for a beat to get put on, and I just put the beat on. And I rapped over it, and that's what we was. You know what I'm saying? Is that is that not accurate, sir? <laughs> that's <laughs> so, not accurate. You like ninety yeah. percent. Yeah. So that's just the that's just the the the, the, the quick version. But yeah. So mm-hmm. and the, the rest is history. Yeah. The rest is we're here. History, okay. bro. All right. Yeah. So you're, so you're always kind of like musically inclined because of your upbringing and everything. Definitely. So now, well, I know um, you initially uh, started in gospel, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you transitioned into into, into rap. So t- tell me a little bit about your background, man. Um. So you know, I was uh, I was in gospel. Uh, I was playing the drums at my church as soon as I was like able to hold the stick. So. I was always around music growing up. My parents had a band and they called it Charity. And I was like itching to be the drummer because their drummer, he was trash. And I knew I was better than him. I was just young. I was too young. But when I got old enough, I started beating on them drums. Everybody knew who Charity was. They said, oh, they got the little young drummer. That was me. I'm him. You know what I'm saying? But, um, other than music, like my growing up, I really thought I was going to go to the NBA. I promise you. I'm strong minded and strong headed about that one. I was really good. And then I tore my ACL, my uh, my ACL and my meniscus in uh, senior year. So um, I sat out that for the rest of that year. We still went to the playoffs and everything, but. Um, my coaches and everybody like took my confidence away from me. It made me seem like I couldn't hoop or no more. You know what I'm saying? It was real. It was real toxic. It was very toxic. But yeah. I went to PV to rejuvenate myself because I knew I was going to just be able to walk on because I was just that good, honestly speaking. But um, um, the way I met Chris, everything happened around, you know, 2016. Um I kid you not, I had the last room, the last dorm or whatever living space on and off campus. And I just so happened to meet his people because his friends was my roommates. And one of my old, old, uh, my old, my hometown friends, I grew up with him in the Boys and Girls Club. So one of my partners was his partner. And that's how we linked up, bro. That was cool. So we hopped in the charger. We was finna go to uh, we was finna go to Walmart, and then he had hopped in the car last, so he had sat by me. I'm the I'm the I'm the young dude, you know. So I'm young boy. I'm in the middle seat, <laughs> in the back seat, in the middle. <laughs> so he hopped in. Uh, our partner Mike had put on still tip, and he was like, "Hey, hey, breathe. It was good. You know, let me hear some." He started spitting, so. Uh, I was, and he was just freestyling like, bro, I ain't never heard nobody freestyle like this before. Like, this nigga cold, don't count. Mm-hmm. But then, after that, you know, we had fun in college. He said he liked school, too. Uh, I like school for all the other wrong reasons outside of school. I had a blast. Um, okay. Then I, went, I got sent to Michigan. Then I came back to go to his first concert, for real. And then he was like, bro, just pull up to the studio. And I was like, all right, bet. Because I always go around the the, uh, the UC and the, uh, the phases just singing and stuff. So I pulled up to the stoop. And the rest was history, for real. Now you see me right here. Okay, cool. 
So, so I guess uh, for each of you, you know, with varied circumstances, um, you know, at some point, you know, you you made a you took a shot at school and kind of realized it wasn't for you and decided you wanted to make music professionally. And it's just kind of like uh, it's just like your full time thing right now, or you have like uh, other things going on outside of music. Um, me personally, we for sure have other endeavors. We can't um, not keep ourselves afloat right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, we yeah. have the time and we have all the resources we need to keep our minds in music, though, while we still make a living, you know? Okay. Until right, so this you, starts. Yeah, you're living, you know, you're living a normal, you know, normal, you know, regular life and, and you're making right, a living. Right. And right. you're you're on the ascension, you know. You're on the rise. You're working. You're working toward getting to where you right. can do it full time. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. No, that's. And the main goal, the main goal with that, that's why we, uh, that's actually why we started the label. I feel like it would give us a push, to big push, be more serious. And it's like okay, because we got it's not just us anymore. It ain't just us. It's not just yeah. Oh, so now it's like we got people depending on us to make Keep these on. things happen and make these things like like you said stay afloat so where it's, okay. it's, it's yeah no, so you two uh you, you two run or own the label underrated correct yeah yes sir. okay so you're like co-ceos mm -hmm. yes sir gotcha gotcha how many artists are on the label besides you you two it's um three other it's two other acts on size it's two I can't it, it might be uh, one more <laughs> look it might be one yeah. more he on the track okay. are they rappers or singers or what uh yes we have we have rappers, both of rappers yeah and it's just every artist on our on our roster is is a different vibe like that's <laughs> that's exactly how i like it because it's like we have uh miss sheila Sheila Nicole, she's a she's a she is a lyricist, man. She she reminded me like when I first heard her rap, she sounded like Biggie, like mm -hmm. and I ain't never heard nobody. I you know, and I'm a big hip hop fan, like like I study it. So yeah, I when I heard that. her when I heard her for the first time, I thought she was from New York. She was like, I'm from Oak Cliff. <laughs> That's a really okay. cool yeah. And then we okay. have Nine. Nine is he's from Houston. And um, he he's like he's that new age rapper that 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 trippy red that that like that whole mosh pit yeah. type situation. So oh, whatever they okay, call it, like that like, like rage rap culture. Rage, rage. correct. There you go. I couldn't okay. think of it. Yeah, and trippy yeah. red. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, a hundred percent. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's. That's going right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, you guys, um, what's the infrastructure like with uh, from a business perspective? Do you guys got like you got paperwork, you got LLC and that stuff set up, or is it just kind of like uh, verbal? Right now, it's verbal, yeah. but we're LLC at the end of February. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When, good, good, good. when did you guys start? Already... Say again. When did you start the label? It really started a officially, ago. officially a couple months ago. Okay, so this is all mm -hmm. new, 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 new. It's new, fresh. New. Yes, it's fresh. It's a baby at this point. Got you, got you. hundred percent. Oh, yeah, okay, good. Well, you're headed in the right direction. Yeah, get that paperwork together. Get everything yeah, right. Sir. You know, come handy later. Yeah, get that LLC going. All right, cool. Yes, all right, so let me see. What were your, um, what were your earliest musical influences? Uh, Will, you can go first. 
my earliest music influences, um, just being in, you know, gospel, seeing other drummers drumming, that was actually cold. So it made me want to get better in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind I of artist? Really... What are your favorite artists? That's what I meant. Oh, my favorite artists? Yeah. Um, all time or just like right now? Uh, well, in the beginning, like um, you see here, I have um, a picture of the King uh, Biggie Smalls here. He was my earliest okay. influence when I was a kid. Uh, gotcha. growing up. So I was wondering, well, what were some of your favorite artists before? You know, my favorite artist. If I'm gonna go back, you know, I used to be in gospel. So my favorite artist was Fred Hammond, and how his live performances were always crazy, and his his band and his choir was always on point like yeah. it was amazing but my favorite hip-hop artist i grew up listening to wiz khalifa and lil wayne and uh, i'm gonna throw a splash of future in there with the plutos but it was really lil wayne and, and wiz mm -hmm. that was a very pinnacle parts of my okay. life because yeah Okay, yeah, I can hear that in your music a little bit, like, uh, because your music in particular was very melodic, I noticed. Like, mm -hmm. I was looking into Mood a few times um, earlier mm -hmm. today, and uh, it, it, I definitely hear, like, that Wiz Khalifa kind of cadence, you know, because he's, like, you know, very melodic, you know, because he likes to carry a tune and then, and then come with the bars and everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you said um, these influences came to you at, like, a pivotal time in your life, you were about to say? Say what is that? Uh, I think you were about to say that these influences like Wiz and uh, Wayne and them uh, came to you at a pivotal time in your life? Yeah, just like me actually being able to listen to hip-hop now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never had a phone back in the day that was compatible to. So so when I started having computer class, I started going on YouTube. I'm looking up Wayne and Wiz Khalifa videos in and, and a computer class. And I was like, bro, this is this is cool. Like these people are outside, like they're on jet planes. Yeah. <laughs> Lil Wayne, he coming out the, he coming out the, uh, what you call it, whatever type of, what, what is, I ain't gonna call it an SUV, whatever they're, you know, you go in and change the, the fitting room, driving automobile, the RV, yeah. he's stepping at the <laughs> RV, a million, a million. Oh my God, that was just crazy, bro. Yeah, man, I remember, I remember that time when Weezy was kind of like, he kind of like caught his second wind in his career because Wayne's like, you know, he's got like two or three generations of hip hop under him, you know, right. like, uh, right. I was a little kid when uh, the Hot Boys were a thing, you know, I was in my middle mm -hmm. school or whatever. And then when uh, the first Carter hit, I was in high school and I was like, okay, Wayne found himself a new sound, you know, mm -hmm. he could get a maturation. And um, then he just took off after like Carter 2. Mm -hmm. And then Carter 3, he was just here. You know what I'm saying? He was just like no the biggest rapper on the planet. Um, I think my favorite project from him is still between Carter Three and Dedication Two. Like, what's your favorite Dedication. Mine was um, I'm, I might have to go with um, I'm not a human being. Mm -hmm. okay. Them songs on there, they was go, they were going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No cap, no cap. Yeah, got you. What about you, Black? What were some of your earliest uh, musical influences? Um, like you, now I got a picture of mine. Tupac back here. Tupac was there. Um, 
Dr. Dre got him on the wall. So I got all mine on the wall. <laughs> Just so I can remember. So Dr. Yeah. Dre, I got myself right here. And then Ice Cube and Big Sun. Like oh. those those artists for me was like and I thought I gotta throw Jay Z in there too. Because mm-hmm. each artist taught me something different, I can honestly say. Like with me, because my people were into music like in the hip hop labels and all that. When people told me to um, go back and actually study hip hop before you say you want to do something, you know, it's kind of like before you before you want to play basketball, you should know the rules, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That way you don't go yeah. out there and make a fool of yourself. And that was kind of one of the things my people taught me. So me, I went all the way back to the beginning to the first rap song, and then I worked my way back up. And okay. so my music uh, discography, who can tell you like? Is up there. Like, <laughs> I got a little bit, of, I got some knowledge with mine because I really studied this because it was something I wanted to do. So, I mean, I put the extra work in. So, those mm-hmm. artists are just like that I can just pick out. I can really get artists from almost every generation, though. But those are just my main ones, like Tupac. Okay. And, and, and Tupac, really, he's just like, he was the artist for me because he actually could do it all, you know? Yeah, yeah, he's very versatile and uh, like <clears throat> you felt what he said, you know what I'm saying? He had a yeah. very emotional delivery, you know, mm-hmm. like with the audience in a big way. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite Tupac record is still, Me Against the World is still my favorite project from him because that was before he got, that was before the death row stuff yeah. and everything when he was still, you know, kind of like, yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah. A little less aggressive, you know. My, what I'm saying? my actual favorite album from Tupac was "Me Against the World." Honestly, like I felt like, like cause I just listened to that one. I was one. I just listened on repeat, and it was like you know, it gave you a different vibe, like the whole different mm-hmm. vibe. So, like, yeah. it made oh, me want to oh. be, it made me want to be a better rapper too, you know. Because mm-hmm. the album, like you said, it wasn't just on some hard aggressive stuff. You know, you was like, uh, he actually was talking some talking, you know. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he was going through like a really deep depression. I remember so many tears. That was a beautiful yeah. song. 
Uh, he had the song for the ladies. He had um, uh, "Can You Get Away." Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Outlaw Court. Yep. Yeah. If I die tonight. Mm-hmm. Old school. Yeah. Uh, old school is crazy. Yeah. I love that album. I might have to look. I might have to, <laughs> I might have to toss that in the deck tonight. Yeah. Okay. Not for real. So you're still relatively new to like the industry uh, stuff. Um, I was going to ask you, like, do you have like any crazy like music industry stories yet under your belt? Oh yeah, definitely. Actually. I want to tell that story when we was in California, Wolf. Which one? Which one? Uh, so, I'm just going to tell the story. So, you, I think this is the, one of the craziest ones. Now, Wolf, no, I, I like to speed stories up. You're going to tell me I left something out. But the basis of this thing is we went out to Cali, like, um, what was it, in March last year? It was around March. And we were going to do a couple features with a couple artists out there. And... We, um, we, you know, we knocked all the business side out. <laughs> we were, uh, then we just started having fun. So we were hanging out, out in Pasadena, uh, you know, just having fun, you know. And we get to the point where we were like, we were, we were um, looking for something to eat. And one of our friends uh, that's in the Navy, he, he was like, he was like, he's basically going to be a DJ too. So he's driving around, he's driving us around and, and we just, we get to the point where we're looking for this restaurant and I don't know like what the specifics of it was, but we basically looked it up and we got there and we were going to go in and we got to the door. Well, he got to the door first, and he was asking. It was two people sitting in front of the restaurant, and so, so he stopped and was like, "Hey, y'all, um, you know, is this good? Is, is the food good in?" And they was like, "Yeah, it's good." And then me and Wu, we always be hanging in the back. We was we were drinking a little bit, so we was still a little feeling good. So we get over to the door with him, and we was laughing because he was like, "What are you doing?" Like he was just talking to him, and then like out of nowhere, he just stops and was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like he just stopped. He was like, "Oh my god!" He was like, "What's the dude's name?" I don't know. He asked him. He's so and so from On My Block. Like it's on the Netflix show. It's a Netflix show called On My Block, and I mean, only Rudy only, Martinez. Only, Rudy, Rudy Martinez. Martinez. Yeah, he's like, "Are you Rudy Martinez from On My Block?" And the dude is just like, "Yeah." <laughs> So he made the dude from On My Block. The thing is, the problem is, I ain't never seen On My Block. Mm-hmm. I've seen, mm-hmm. like, I've seen it on Netflix, but I never watched it. I ain't so never seen it. What, what's On My Block? So, it's some Netflix. I haven't watched it. It's we don't Netflix know. Show, but every female in the world knows what On My Block is, I'm guaranteeing you. Okay. So, like, you can ask any woman. I'm pretty sure she'll tell you what On My Block is. Or not a teenager for sure, because I know my little sister, she knew what it was. And she knew who to do with. I didn't know who this guy was. So we all sitting here like, who is this? And and and, I, and his name Key, our friend Key's just like, he's spazzing out. He's like, oh my God. Uh, he asked him for a picture. He's like, can I get a picture? And the dude was like, um, nah, not right now. Um, like, like he, I don't know what he's saying. It was just funny. I just know. He was spazzing out because he's seen the dude from On My Black. And we was like, who is this? <laughs> Basically, yeah, he was just starstruck about seeing the dude from on my block. Because out there in Cali at that point, restaurants weren't allowing people to sit on the inside because of COVID. So everybody just outside. So he just, like, he seen one of his favorite actors, I guess. <laughs> and he was going to lose his mind. 
Hey, okay, you but you you fumbled that story, my boy. It yeah, don't matter. It don't even matter. Yeah, it wouldn't even matter. What's the other face of that pyramid? Well, what's the other side? What's the other part of that story? We're missing. Uh, I'm gonna give you how it really happened, man. So, <laughs> first of all, we ain't, we, we ain't got all day though. Look, first Remember of all, that. my partner DJ Keith picked us up from the airport in a minivan. Come on, bro. A minivan with the sliding door. I'm in the yeah, back. I've been in the back the whole trip. I had it's to. It's a ride, man, on minivans. Nah, it was cold. Oh, really? It was very cold. Anyway, Black was in the front in the passenger seat. I was in the back, so he took his time getting out. I was waiting my turn to get out. He was in front of me. Boom, I'm stumbling to this mud because I had... I'm shy, I'm like three shots in. I done got me some some red wine. I'm I'm lit. I ain't gonna count. So I'm okay. hearing what's going on. My key my partner key time I said, Hey yo, hey, what's up, y'all? I'm in the ball of y'all, but y'all know who y'all know if this food good. The girl was like, Oh yeah, it's good, but it's closed. He was like, Oh dang. Then he must have turned to the right. He was like, Oh my god. Oh my god. And then he was like, You you Ruby Martinez from On My Block? He was like, yeah, that's me. He said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. My partner, uh, our, our, our videographer, um, Brandon, he was like, all right, calm down, Keith. Just go. They don't like it when you spam it. He was like, bro, I just want to get a picture. <laughs> he talking about some. He talking about some, bro. He just let's go. Keith was like, all right. Well, that's why your girl died. And then we was like, what the? <laughs> what made you say that, bro? <laughs> ah, that's what happened, bro. I forgot about the that's why your girl bro. died. That's, bro, he said that's why your, he didn't say your girl. He said the B word. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. He was, he was, he was mad. <laughs> yeah. He wanted the picture real bad. He wanted the picture. He gonna, he gonna downplay. Bad. He gonna downplay it to this day. We know what happened, Keith. If you watching this, we know what happened. <laughs> That's funny, man. That's an interesting story, man. Okay, cool. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about like the creative process for each of you? Like, what's the recording process like? You know, do you guys um just um. Do you just book studio time and just go in there and write and create? Do you uh, write to beats ahead of time? Do you start with the lyrics and then put it to beats after? I'm not yeah. sure. I was about to say, typically, I've done all of those before, but now my new favorite is because me and Wu, we kind of we do have uh, we have a group dynamic now. We we go by underrated. Like when we when we mesh together, when we, so when me and Wu work together, we are underrated. But then when we're separate, so we do it, you know, our own thing. But black, personally, I like to work as the, like, we have an in-house producer named Dre, mm -hmm. Chef Boy R. Dre, you know. Chef Boy R. He, uh, Dre. <laughs> he uh, basically, he basically will go in with us and just be like, what's the vibe today? We find whatever vibe we want, and he just starts cooking. When he starts cooking, I'm already just writing in my head. Like, oh, we freestyling. Know, oh, we freestyling. He said, so we freestyling. If we catch a freestyle real quick, okay, so yeah, he know this is going. I mean, sometimes, and honestly, there's been some times where it's like he made the beat and I might have had a hook I already wrote. Mm -hmm. It's like, it just, it just however we go. But the main way we typically create while we're there. So as soon as we get in the lab, 
We come in there, we might joke a little bit, get some food, get uh, DoorDash, while that food on the way, we, he's cooking up, and we already got, by the time that everything get there, uh, shoot, we got a whole song, you know? So it's, because mm-hmm. it don't really take that long to write. Like, it for us, like, for us, it don't take long. Like, we got into a point where it's like, we <laughs> we know our limits. We know what we can and can't do. If we try something new, it might take a little bit longer, but other than that, like, we just got a groove and it's something that I enjoy. Like I've been doing, like I said, I've been working with the same people for years. So it's like, we know each other now, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and then Wu coming into the fold, like he came into the fold a couple of years ago. They know him now. Like we, we all got to the point it's like, there's no, like, like when you, like, it's only like when we work with new people. So like if we're ever outside, like we, like I said, we went to Cali work with different producers out there. They don't know how we operate. We don't know how they operate. So it's like that's the only time it takes, like the creative process kind of gets mixed around, you know. But when we're at home, like I said we got that home court advantage. We we love it. We we go in there and just vibe off each other. Okay. Now, uh, do you guys? Uh, so you go to? Do you work more in the studio or off the laptop at, at the crib, man? Oh yeah, we go to the studio. Yeah. We go to the lab. Yeah. We in a gym. Okay. I think the only thing I've done, like, like honestly, <laughs> they laugh at me all the time. I tell them, like, I write some uh, some of my best stuff in traffic. <laughs> like some of <laughs> some of okay. our best hooks, some of our best hooks have come from me from have being in traffic. Come from traffic, bro. And I, I tell them, like, like, like stuck in traffic, traffic or you just I'm, like I'm looking traffic, and I'm just listening to beats because I get bored quickly. Who know, like. Me and him kind of the same on these instances. Like, we listen to music all day. So it's like, I got my headphones in or I'm in my car. I got it on my Bluetooth. And I'm just stuck in traffic. And I'm just like, this is boring. I don't want to hear the radio. I, <laughs> hear I don't want to hear our people. I don't want to hear, <laughs> hear, hear nobody on nothing. I don't want to hear nothing. So I just put beats on. And, like, I told them the first time I did it, I thought I just got lucky. But then <laughs> it was like I did it again. And I was like. I think traffic might be my place for hooks, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> I start seeing traffic more, and I'm like, every time I drive, or just being in the car, I guess. So sitting in the car, I'm just thinking, I'm driving, I'm like, listening to the beat. I'm like, oh, that sounds hard. Let me turn that back in. And then I then I link with Wu and be like, hey, Wu, listen to this hook I did. He's going to say, nah, that ain't it, or nah, that's, that, that's fine. I'm like... Dude, <laughs> hey, man, it's been so, it's been so. He told me that ain't it. He's like, go back and think about it again. I go back, back in the car, get back in the drive. I'll be like, all right, I fixed it. He's like, that's it, my boy. <laughs> uh, okay, well, be careful with that, man. <laughs> oh no, nah, I mean it's just it's like I'm not writing. I, I'm just I'm in my head thinking out loud. Then I yeah, like yeah. I kind of keep it in my head for the longest, and then I'm like. All right, I go home and write it down, you know? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. It's just a good place. Like I said, it's kind of like, like you know, they say sometimes you got to drive put a baby to sleep. Like, they drive mm-hmm. around, so I drive yeah. around and get, my, get my, my mind clear. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I I totally understand that, man. Like, so yeah. uh, some of the best moments you have are when you're just, like, you're riding around, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You ain't got, you don't have to be anywhere. You just kind of vibe yeah. through your head. Right. You know, get yourself in a good space. Okay. Definitely. For sure. Okay. Now, uh, I meant to ask you, um, now, Woo, where, where'd you, um, how'd you come up with your name, man? Because when I hear Woo, I'm from Cleveland. 
And we always, I was associated with woo like embalming fluid. You know what I'm saying? Like, I right, smoking that woo. That's uh, crazy. That's the first time I heard that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm an old school Midwesterner, man. So that's what we, that's what we call it up here. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm assuming it's a different meaning for y'all. No, nah, my mama just gave me the nickname for real, and everybody yeah. called me Woo, so I just ran with it. Okay, how how you come up with the name Woo? I kind of don't want to tell it. Oh, come on, bro, tell him. No, for real, but like, I something I was doing when I was a little baby when I was like asking for food. I don't know. Oh, you ain't finna have me on here looking for food, trying to. Up <laughs> <laughs> you, man. Well, yeah, just know I got it from my mama, man. My, uh, my okay. name is uh, it's Wooda, and some people call me Woo. Most people call me Woo. Ladies be calling me Woo Woo. Mm-hmm. Woo Woo. That's how it go. Okay, and black. I'm just gonna assume uh, your complexion played into your name. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's- uh, it's just yeah, it was a thing like I had um choosing the name was the hardest thing for me, bro. Cause like I went through five, six names honestly that I will not disclose either because really? they were yeah, I ain't tell you. Well, I, I, ain't never know about that. I know, I know. Anybody <laughs> that was know. Chuck 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 knew because I had a different name when I met him. Uh That's crazy. <laughs> so basically I went through like three, four names and it was because at first I was hiding the fact that it was me. So the other names was far off. I, I chose some names because, well, no, I'm a pretty private dude. I try not to, <laughs> I, I would be putting myself out there like that. But um, I think when I got to black, black was, black was black. Black was me. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was like, I was finally happy because it was like, the, I think it was the day I was like, I don't want to be none of those other names. What can I be? What can I be? And one of the dudes that we know uh, from PV when we was out there, he was uh, he, he was he, talking about Miles. <laughs> he said, um, "Bro, you black? Like you dark? Like <laughs> like won't you just be black, bro?" I said, <laughs> "I said, uh, I don't want to spell it like the regular way." Then he was like. Put a Q on it. And I was like, <laughs> when I seen it, like when I actually wrote it down and I seen it, I said, I, I like that. Black. You know? And Black Queen. Black Queen. I tell everybody it's Prince. <laughs> but no, nah, it's like, but no, nah, it's like, and then when I hear it, it's like when I hear it, then I heard other people say it. I tell people, he's like, okay, yeah, I, that's stuck. It's stuck. So I like it. I told everybody, I said, one day I was going to, take a negative and turn it to a positive and that was my thing with black because they everybody call me black of course like you said being a dark skinned guy so yeah 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 uh, like every guy i knew with your complexion well not every guy but a lot of guys i knew growing up man that were your complexion and your size like what up black you know what i'm saying it's just it just it works it sticks yeah i like it now it's like it's it cool to me in a way <laughs> so it's yeah, cool to me Ladies love, hey, I tell you how the dirt skin got touch, uh, you know, ladies love us dirt skin cats, man. Mm-hmm. So, that's so, it. Uh, that's hey, easy. so, uh, <laughs> you know. Now, what do you guys think about, like, the state of hip-hop today, you know? 
you know, just being like young rappers coming up and having seen like what rap was when you were younger to where it is today. Because I'm like, I find myself questioning, like, is it like safe to be a rapper today with all that's going on uh, between, you know, just like the hip hop police, the task force, man, all these brothers either going to jail or, you know, um, meeting their meeting their demise and, you know, in an unnatural way. Like, what are your thoughts and feelings about like the state of like the culture of hip hop today? Want to start with? Yeah. Any minute, money move. All right, Ben, I'll start. The state of the culture is, it is what you make it. You make your own bed. You 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 lay in it. Um, if you out here preaching that you do this and that and the third, that that and that and the third gonna come back to you, and you gonna have to deal with it. Um, um, you put out what you get back. You'll get back what you put out for real. So, um, but honestly. I was watching this. I was watching this. What? What was it? I think it was watching a million. I was watching a million dollars worth the game podcast. It was either Ice Cube just last night. It's or, a great podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gilly and Wallow, man. They, they be bugged out, man. Nah, yeah, they really. funny. For sure, yeah. for sure. But it was, it was somebody, and they were saying that it was like the world, though. They're more inclined to, yeah, it was Ice Cube. They're more inclined to listening to the wrongdoings of the world. That's what they like to gravitate to, yeah. just because they're not used to that. It's something to talk about. It's different, and they can go tap in and see how they feel, and see why they why the people kind of glorify it, um, just by other people's music and videos and stuff like that. So. You are what you preach. I can say that. So, I also feel like it's it's needed. It's needed. Like, because one thing Ice Cube even said this back in the day. If anybody knows where, like, the actual artists are coming from, nine times out of ten, most artists are just vocalizing what they've seen. Not a hundred percent of them are vocalizing what they've done. You know, right. and that's the thing that people have to realize, like me being an artist, coming to realize in a lot of things, rap, music, hip hop, music has changed drastically because 99% of the rappers from the, let's say the 90s, were 100% different from the rappers from the 80s. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then the rappers yeah. from the 90s, 100% different from the rappers from the early 2000s. They will even say the rappers from the early 2000s are different from the rappers that are now. So it's like when you look at that that dynamic, there's always been a change that's been changing, you know? It's yeah. like, it's kind of like, really, it's in music in general. Because I've seen a post on Instagram. They had a picture of the Isley Brothers and the way that they were dressed. <laughs> and they were like, y'all call new rappers this, this, and this, and talk about the way that they dress, and look how they were dressed. And somebody was like, those same men will whoop you, though. <laughs> you know? They'll yeah. slice like, you up, man. It's, mm -hmm. like, it's like, oh, but, but the, and that's the difference. It's like, those right. men would versus we see what's going to happen now. You know, it's like, yeah. we're in an era where, we're in an era, and I say this all the time because, we know, I preach about this all the time. We're in an era of smoke and mirrors, right? Mm -hmm. if, 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 if you can validate something with an Instagram or validate something with a, with a picture, a post, 
you're up. Instagram got your bid. <laughs> if mm-hmm. you can't validate yourself through, look at this. Now, this is not for validation. I like Jerry. We like Jerry. Like, but a person would be like, oh, you rap, don't you? Versus, if I took it off, you know, no watch, put my chains up. I'm just a normal cat, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like, wow, I realized that's, that's hip-hop for us today. And it's like, us being artists, we always try to, like we said, preach what we, like, like you know, preach what we do. And it's like, there's no lie, like, in, in, in the music. But at the same time, like, I keep telling him, we also have to live what we're preaching. Like, like, so that's another reason why we do, we're doing community work. We are in the community because that's the small steps that most rappers skip over because, the, like, you don't have to be, you don't have to be a gangster to get respect where you're from, you know? Yeah, you don't have yeah. to be you don't have to be too tough all the time. You can show <laughs> moments of yeah. I'm a normal guy. So that's one of the things that we are hundred percent trying to push that narrative because hip hop that's the narrative that hip hop won't show unless, you know, you force that narrative because mm-hmm. everybody wants to just be tough guys and like you said push narratives that they are gangsters and you know want to get you know everybody yeah. you don't have you don't even have to do all that you know yeah that like there's still plenty of rappers that push street content out there but like yeah. that gangster rap era is done you know um, yeah to your point like there have been several different waves of uh hip-hop for, for the, over the last 40 or 50 years now right. uh you know it started as kind of like barbecue music you know yeah. kind of like party music you know with mm-hmm. um uh you know biz Marquis and yeah. uh, all those cats um mm-hmm. you know, back back in the 80s um then you know graduated to the gangster rap era in the late yeah. 80s with nwa and all them um but there was still like a balance there with like mm-hmm. um, like uh rapping for the ladies like ll cool j and them back in the day right and all them and then you know gangster rap took over i want to say from like 88, 89, up until probably the early 2000s, yep. I want to say. Yeah. In the early 2000s, it was like commercialized rap. Exactly. You know, it was just like a lot of commercialized rap, you know, about popping bottles and you know, popping promoting, promoting champagne. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, all, yeah. All, that, all that stuff that they all realize yeah. now that it's like, ah, we were some bullshit back then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Then, um, then the dance records became a thing like in 04, 05, 06 when the South yeah. came in, like really taking over with like yeah. Lil John and the Yin Yang Twins and yeah. also um, uh, the Texas rap too was taking over at that time too with all that Southern smoke, man. There was a lot of door mm-hmm. slamming, there was a lot of syrup drinking, you know, whether it was, um, you know, the Swisher House Cats with Paul Walk, Millionaire, Zero, you know, guys that are still making music today. Well, Canadian yeah. not making music today. But, um, you know, those other guys I mentioned are. Um, and then around the 2010s, uh, it was like Revenge of the Nerds. You had <laughs> you had B.O.B., you had Charles yeah. Hamilton. Um, yeah. Wiz was kind of like the new stoner kid on the block. Um, yeah. You had like the, you had the up and coming like top tier lyricists like J. Cole, Kendrick yeah, and them came Kendrick. in around that time. Yeah. Big Sean came in around that time. Uh, Meek. Uh, came in around that time with the street content. Yeah. And now it's kind of like you can be whatever, you can put out whatever you want, man, and then you're going to find an audience. <laughs> you right. know, man. 
TikTok. So, uh, you know, very conscious of the energy you push out in there and be prepared for the energy that comes back. So exactly. I'm glad that you like you guys have like that awareness about you. Definitely. Absolutely. So before we wrap, man, um, top five dead or alive, each of you. <clears throat> top you five. Mm-hmm. No, I got my list ready. Top five dead or alive. Tupac Biggie. Jay Z. Nice, and that's not fair because they they all kind of in the same <laughs> era. But I'm gonna do it that way. You know? I mean, it's, it's about taste, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, that's just, just my taste. Yeah, we know that's like we know that's definitely my taste. Tupac, Biggie, I said Jay Z, Nas, and that fifth spot, that fifth spot. Ooh, it's so hard. But I'm gonna have to give it to my main man. Don Kennedy, just for that one. That that's my that's my people's choice right that's there. The wild card, okay. Yeah, Don Kennedy, because he's a consistent underground independent artist. That's that's like up there with the big dogs to me. So mm-hmm. yeah, very cool. How about you, Wolf? Um, it's okay if I don't. I can go off the grid. Like I can, I can choose gospel, right? If they rap. Go for it. Whatever you want. They not rapping. <laughs> they more uh, performing, but uh, my I mean, top you, five rappers. Yeah. yeah, I mean you can you can list those other other names too, man. Whatever you want to do. Okay. So the first one I really seen was Fred Hammond. Like I said, I like the way he performed and how his he had his everybody organized and prepared. Fred Hammond. Uh Keith Wonderboy Johnson. It's another quartet uh, group. He was cold. Performance live. Then I'm going to go into hip-hop. Um, like I said, Lil Wayne, just because he had an influence on me back in the day. And then Wiz, just because it was really that Taylor Alderdice. That one really took me by storm. That was probably um, my favorite for him. That and yeah. Cushion Orange Juice, man. But, oh, yeah. yeah. Orange Juice, man. Yeah, that's yeah, that that Um, And then for right now, I'm kind of mad because Future not going to make the list, bro. <laughs> yeah. And it's tied. It's like for right now, I'm, I'm really in touch with these two artists just because Okay. These these dudes are so chill, bro, and I'm like a real chill dude. I don't really like too much stuff going on. And one is all right. So they fighting for the fifth spot. It's currency and Larry June, bro. They going head up. Oh. Yeah, they I like that. Think about currency, yeah. guys. Uh, yeah, currency. currency. I got currency on June. right now. You you feel me? Yeah, you know, pause right now. Yeah, I can I, I detect that currency energy about you too, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. I can see that influence. Yeah, man, currency. Yeah, he's he's very underrated, man. But he's kind of like he's in his he's in his bag though. He's in he's right he in pocket. He's not a but he's well respected. You know, anywhere you see. Yeah, and he would. He came up, you know, what I'm saying with the rains and stunners and many freshmen. He, he, yeah, he, he People didn't even know like, that for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, yeah, for a minute. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, he's put out some dope stuff, man. He continues to put out dope stuff, man. Yeah. You know, he didn't have to go crazy and get like a big, you know, <clears throat> over-marketed, you know, um, record deal or anything like that. He's kept yeah. himself pretty much independent, I think, most of his career. <clears throat> and he puts out good stuff. Okay, dope. Okay. Wow. All right, man. Well, that, that was wonderful, man. Um, tell the people where they can find you guys on social media and where they can find your music, man. Okay. Well, on social media. Yeah. Go ahead. I was saying on social you media. Our uh, page. There you go. You got it, my boy. <laughs> he posted. Uh, basically, it's at Underrated Records. U N D E R eight D Records. That's just at Underrated Records, and um, that's on all social media platforms: Twitter, Instagram. Uh, my Instagram, Twitter is at where is black. Um, and my music is on all platforms. It's black and woo. You got it. Um, I'm, I'm transitioning my, I want to, I want to, I don't know, but my IG is B Marcus Nelson Jr. Marcus is with a C. My Twitter is Marcus underscore Tyrone. And then um my music is on all platforms but i'm a new artist so my debut you'll find it on apple and spotify quickly if you type in my name Woo. okay uh i'll be sure to um i'll get those links from your publishers and i'll make sure that it's in the description of the video too oh, wow. yeah and oh. uh, I'll, I'll also make sure that um your social tags will be in the final video too okay cool and also uh, me and Wu are drop we, we we are dropping our debut project sometime soon. So uh as a group, uh underrated, just me Can and I him, drop so. the date. Go ahead, Wu. Bro, we're gonna drop it on two 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 twenty two. Come on, man. We got you. Got it. You got it. Yeah. Got to. <laughs> so yeah. We uh okay. we definitely got that on the way too. So Okay. Yeah, man, I have to have you guys come back, you know, after the project drops, man. We can talk about it. Definitely. Definitely. Cool, cool. You guys got a, you're working on a tour? We yeah, actually, we are. Uh, <laughs> we actually are. So, we're uh, curating. We're checking out Houston, uh, checking Austin, out Dallas. Yeah, checking out algorithms. See if we're going to, uh, we're going to start with our first one, like you just said, the Texas tour. And then, after that, we'll see the success and see like where other places that are, uh, you know, that are just rocking with us. Like we check our algorithms and all that, like trying to see how everything is mapping out. So then we're gonna take it outside of Texas after that. Dope, dope. Well, man, it was great meeting you two young brothers, man. Keep keep doing what you're doing. Continue to make you know smart uh, business decisions. You know, keep everything fresh. And uh, you know, I hope um, you know, I hope to uh, you know be able to sit down with you guys five years from now and reflect on this time. Like, right. wow, man, right. look at these. I remember these guys when they were on the come up. Now look at them. Right. Definitely. Well, thank you very much, man. Um, you guys know where to find me as your host at No Sympathy for Kings. Anywhere you find it, as always, my good people. A lack of discipline may cost you your kingdom. No sympathy for kings. Peace out. All right. If you enjoyed that clip, go ahead and watch the full video here and uh, click here for another video you might like. Take care.